inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Thrilled as always to be with you. All right. Remember, you can always download our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Super easy to do wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you wouldn't mind following us and sharing us and giving us a five-star review, that is fantastic. I had not never been the victim of crime until about... 17 years ago, and I know because I was present, I was pregnant with my third son. And we had just gotten back from a trip. One of Joe's friends got married in Hawaii. We had two boys at the time. We'd come home. I was the morning anchor at the local ABC affiliate. I was going to be getting ready for work the next morning. So I went to bed early. Joe took the boys over to my in laws' house. And while I was sleeping, I got up, had to go to the bathroom, and heard a doorbell ring. And I'm like, what's going on? Went downstairs, looked out the front door, looked through the peephole. Nobody was there. Walked over to the other window, looked at the driveway. Nothing was there. So I I got up, and I went back up to bed. And then I heard, boom, 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 boom. And uh, uh, what? And I race to the banister to look down at the foyer of her house. And there's some dude in a hoodie streaking across. I had no gun. I had nothing. I was upstairs at our house all by myself, pregnant, as some guy has kicked in a French door in the back of my house so violently that the lock flew across the room and landed in another room. Guy is in my house. And in that moment, I, I will tell you, I have never been that, I've never been that afraid And I yelled a tapestry of profanity at that guy, and I startled the bejeebers out of him. And he flew out. What if he hadn't? What would I have done? What would I have done? Gotten a hanger from my closet and hit him in the face with it? I had to go to court to testify against him. And he seemed almost annoyed that he was there. I'm like, dude... What is wrong with you? This is just one small example because now people are getting hit in the back of the head and knocked out cold. Gangs of 12-year-olds are carjacking people. Gangs of, of marauding thugs. Like a flash mob breaking into a Nordstrom or a Macy's and absolutely picking it clean. 
this is where we are. This is your new progressive America. Isn't it fantastic? Aren't you so glad that hacks like Letitia James are solar, solely focused on one thing, Donald Trump, and, and not any of this other jazz that's going on in our world? As governors like Pritzker in Illinois decide, oh, you know what? No cash bail. No bail. Whatever. What are we doing? It's so racist. Really? So we're just going to give a pass to criminals. You can go up to somebody and light their car on fire and have it explode. Be an arsonist. And eh, that's all right. You know, we're going to treat you like the migrants coming across the border. Just make sure you come back on your specific day and all will be good. Really? Which is why 61% of America worries about being a crime victim. Half of them worry about their safety in public places. This is a poll put out by Siena College Research Institute. Let's look at some of these numbers. And this is, I'm going to only focus on one, one state. And it's New York. So let's juxtapose crazy town, millions of dollars to prosecute in a civil capacity Donald Trump. To do whatever we can to prevent Donald Trump from being profitable, for owning a business, for being Donald Trump. Because God, he, he decided to run for president and that was his biggest crime. Let's get him. Well, let's find out how it's how it's really working there in New York. 61% of New Yorkers are either very or somewhat concerned that they might be the victim of a crime, according to a new survey of New York residents released from the Siena College Research Institute. 51% of state re- residents have been concerned about their or their family's safety in public places, including schools, stores, Houses of worship and over one third, 36 percent of all New Yorkers have felt threatened over the past year in a public place by a stranger's behavior. Forty one percent of state residents have spent a hundred dollars or more in the last year on goods or services that made them feel safer. Or more protected from crime, 12 percent have spent more than $500, about one-third, have purchased home security cameras or security lights with motion sensors, and a quarter have hired a professionally monitored home security system. One out of every six New Yorkers has taken a self-defense class, and 12% have purchased a firearm for self-defense. Nearly one in 10 has over the past year been physically assaulted. What? And similarly, 9% have been the victim of a burglary. Nearly 40% have witnessed violent or threatening behavior among others in a public setting. 41% say they have never been this worried about their personal safety as they are today. And a majority, 58%, say that they are more worried about being the victim of a crime today than they have been in the past. Do you think that Democrats, whatever branch of the left you subscribe to, whether you're a socialist, Whether you believe in communism, whether you're a Marxist or you're just off 
the rails as a progressive. How is this progress, do you believe? How is it progress when a Democrat congressman gets carjacked at gunpoint outside of his D.C. apartment? Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. Can you imagine? Because in the United States of America, you should be able to leave your house and not worry about being carjacked in your driveway as you're getting ready to take your kid to school, because that's going on. Henry Quaylar carjacked by dudes pointing guns at his face. At his face. Multiple men. Congressman Henry Quaylar was reportedly carjacked at gunpoint last night. Outside his Washington apartment, reports state that several armed suspects pointed guns at his head and demanded his car, his cell phone, and I guess even his food. Why not? You know what? Why didn't you take his shoes? I'm sure he was wearing a jacket. This is where we are. The text from a member of Congress said, FYI, Henry Quayler just carjacked in front of our building, the dorm. I guess a lot of these lawmakers from other states kind of bunk the way airline pilots do, right? They, they share kind of co-op apartment spaces because they're coming and going. You don't need to keep it for yourself. These buildings where people from, you know, Congress people stay. He's outside, took his phone, his car, and his sushi! And his sushi. There you go. Oh, by the way, what is that? As we're scaring the everlasting liver out of you. But don't worry about it. Everything's fine. We have Jamal Bowman, the fourth grade moron that he is, pulling a freaking fire alarm. And we're, we're surprised that marauding gangs of thugs and thieves and ne'er-do-well dirtbags can operate with impunity are immune to the typical law and order which President Trump is finding himself in the crosshairs of. For doing what? For running a successful business. For raising responsible children. For loving America. For being a billionaire. Yes, this is where we are. Of course, at the time of writing... No reports from D.C. or Capitol Police officials regarding anybody involved in the case in terms of a suspect. Do you believe they're going to find this guy? Of course, they're not going to find the men who did this. But coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to detail something for you that is absolutely horrifying. It is when our streets, our once beautiful streets, think Philadelphia, think Baltimore, think Cleveland, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, D.C., New York, wherever. Become places where you can be knocked out cold by somebody who comes up behind you. Because they think it's funny. Because it's how they spend their time. And your life is forever damaged. Breathtaking details of what progressivism looks like in America. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, criminals absolutely do not care, of course, 
how you vote. They don't care if you support progressive ideals. And I'd love to be able to to talk to the gentleman who was a progressive Philadelphia journalist who in several of his columns downplayed the violence, downplayed the crime, downplayed the chaos, the issues plaguing a once beautiful city. I'd love to be able to interview him, but he was shot and killed at his house. He was shot and killed at his house. Headlinetownhall.com, progressive Philly journalist who downplayed city's crime, is shot and killed. Well, what the hell is this? Is this the wild, wild west? Is this progressive to you guys? Are you liking this progress? It feels so horrendous, doesn't it, by design? That is the progressive way. It's not progress, of course. Any more than Letitia James in 2018 cared about democracy. It's all nice words that they can wrap themselves up in as they do the exact opposite to screw you over. Here's the story. His name is Josh Kruger, journalist in Philadelphia, shot and killed at his home in the Point Breeze neighborhood of Philadelphia overnight with police saying they don't currently have any suspects. Well, fantastic. Do you really think the police who are understaffed, who are beleaguered, who've been crapped on by Democrats, who Black Lives Matter was born from as a, as a disgusting communist movement, of course. Do you think anybody really, really cares? There's nobody coming for you. But they do want to take your guns. You have to ask yourself, Why? Why do they want you so unsafe? Why do they want you so insecure? Why do they want you unarmed? The Philadelphia Inquirer reports before 1.30 in the morning. Police responded to reports of gunshots and screams in the 2300 block of Watkins Street in Philadelphia. Outside officers found this journalist, Josh Kruger, shot multiple times, and collapsed in the street. Despite being rushed to the hospital, he died about 45 minutes later. Isn't that amazing how how long it takes to get where you are? How much time and dedication, how many decisions, how much growth, how much heartbreak, but how much joy comes with your years lived that indiscriminately and without any care somebody can snuff out in a moment. But guns are the problem, of course. Philadelphia police say they believe somebody was able to gain access to his home. He was shot at the base of his stairs after the shooter fled. Kruger managed to get outside his home. Uh, these are stories when they f- when they bother you. You can click past on your news feed, you can scroll by, you can turn the page on your newspaper if you're one of the eight people who still get one. But when it hits your home, when it hits your street, 
when it's your door that's being bashed in? How is it even possible that people like Pritzker can, can say, this is a good idea for my decaying state, my state of suck. It's unsafe. It's unaffordable. People are moving out in droves, but by golly, vote for me. Won't you vote for me? Now, they're going to want to tell us next November that all these lunatics These progressive communist, socialist, Marxist wackos who are going to run for office based on feelings, racial equity. Got to go for that because that's more important than everything else. That's more important than your bottom line. They're going to tell you that these people won, right? And you're going to look around and say, I I can't imagine anybody, anybody who would vote for this nonsense, which is why every single day we bring you these stories. But there is a change, and it has already started, and it is exciting. Born from tragedy, from crime that just makes you sick. Democrats are coming forward. Because no one wants their children to be unsafe. No one wants to feel in danger. And the video we're going to talk about doesn't play for radio, but I'm going to describe it. A pretty nice neighborhood, a suburb in Chicago. And a man who seems to be eating something, maybe a bag of chips, takes a turn down an alley, not knowing that a couple of men are behind him. And they are going to knock him to the ground and they are going to beat him so savagely. They're going to kick him. They're going to stomp him because I guess they can. Nobody's going to come get them. Nobody's going to charge them. If they get charged, they'll be out anyway. Who cares? And they'll laugh as they walk straight out to go re-offend. Is that, is that a, an America that's survivable? Or is that America and its certain destruction? Well, you know the answer to that. You're going to hear the Democratic alderman in Chicago who says what needs to be said. He calls out the disease called progressivism powerful meaningful next on the wendy bell radio program welcome back to the wendy bell radio program my friends this was the headline that stopped me this morning well before the sun rose as i was going through my news feeds etc looking at various things that had happened in the last several hours And it was a story on the Gateway Pundit with a headline that reads, Democrat aldermen saying innocent people are being hunted like prey in Chicago. Innocent people 
being hunted like prey in Chicago. How do you reverse this? I mean, it's, it's one thing when it's 12-year-olds, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. You, you have no parental guidance. If this is how you go out into the world, you are slipping through the cracks. There is somebody at home who is not doing their job. Because I owe it to all of you to ensure that my children understand the rules, follow the rules, and if they make a mistake, figure it out and not do it again. Do you know that you only need 60 hours of driving time? It's recommended when you're a parent with a child behind the wheel. In Pennsylvania, the DMV says in order for you to go from getting your permit to getting your driver's license, you need to drive with a, an adult for 60 hours. Do you know how few people actually take that seriously? Can you imagine a more important task to not cut corners on than to teach your child how to, how to drive a one-ton machine barreling at, at fast speeds down the road, how to teach them to do that safely and to the best of their ability, right? But these days, it's sort of like, meh. Like, we parents have an awesome, awesome responsibility. And it's to do our part so that our kids aren't the ones that you have to worry about. Some people are not doing their jobs. And this is very clear. Democratic Alderman Raymond Lopez of Chicago has had enough of what is happening in his city. Every day, more and more disturbing incidents are making the city unsafe for Chicagoans. How about the brutal robbery and attack of a man in broad daylight in the Bucktown neighborhood last week? Or, in early September, three thugs repeatedly beating a helpless man with a metal object. And that man is now unable to walk. In the spring, roaming hordes of violent teenagers repeatedly terrorized the city and rioted in the streets near Millennium Park where they smashed car windows, fired guns, and attacked citizens during the violent spree. But coming for your guns, taking law-abiding citizens' guns, that's going to solve the problem. Isn't that exactly what this new gun BS that Biden barely announced Kamala Harris was the new czar of is all about? giving a pass to criminals and hamstringing those of us who actually are good people, right? In radical socialist Mayor, Mayor Brandon Johnson's first 30 days in office, I want you to think about this. First 30, 30 days, crime went up 38%. From the prior year, 38%. In his first 100 days, how many homicides do you think? Just, you know, eh, it's another person, whatever. 204 murders in Mayor Brandon Johnson's first 100 days. It's so bad in that blue city, Chicago, that even Democrat Lopez is speaking out 
and saying that the city's failure to respond has left innocent people being hunted down like prey. Look, it's one thing if Congress wants to vote in lockstep. If every Democrat, if you're elected, if the Democrat Party gets behind you, whomever the puppeteer is, Barack Obama, whomever it is, who gets behind certain people, like John Fetterman, and says to these people, hey, we'll give you a job for life, but you've got to do what I say. You vote the way I say, or else you'll be, you'll be excised, right? It's one thing when that's Congress. That's bad enough. But when you've got at the city and the county level, Democrats, progressives, whose policies cause madness and mayhem and murder, who hide when it happens or who then beat the drum of racism or inequality or other such nonsense, right? It's got to stop. I want you to hear this. Alderman Lopez, because what he says is breathtakingly honest and correct. He's talking about this young man viciously attacked in an alley. His brain's nearly beaten in. And the video is so bad, I... Nobody should have to watch that. Yes, he says, this is a major problem and it has to stop. Audio soundbite one. I don't think there's anywhere off limits from crime in the city of Chicago anymore. Even in Bucktown or back of the yards, innocent people are being hunted down like prey in the city of Chicago. And that's exactly what happened to this young man who was just walking home, going about his business, eating when these two individuals viciously attacked him. And the screams, the cries for help have gone unanswered. And we see this pattern repeat itself time and time again. Just in Lincoln Park, 18 robberies in one day where even a 78-year-old community leader was savagely robbed and beaten simply for whatever was in his pockets. And as we see the new law ending cash bail, ending the pretrial detain- detainable offenses list grow, things like robbery, burglary, arson, assault, even threatening elected officials like myself do not warrant you being held on bond anymore in the, in the state of Illinois. And criminals are taking note. They've become emboldened. And the, the deafening cry is not heard by the politicians demanding change they only sit back as you saw and try to stick to the script i want to ask these people i want to ask that mayor i want to talk to to london breed in san francisco i'd love to talk to any of these people to to eric adams you realize that your platform promotes this kind of insanity how do you defend it are you all of a sudden going to say oh it's a problem but it's the republicans fault no it's not it's not do, do you do you know that this is what you do? Do you care that this is what you do? Do you believe that that these Democrats actually are being elected? Are they actually being put into office by by we the people? And and why then? Why would they be elected or reelected? It's a very interesting question, and the aldermen's answers it now. Go. Can you continue to put Democrats in leadership in that city if crimes like that go unpunished? Well, I think definitely elections do have consequences and the voters are starting to stand up and take notice and realize that 
when you put people who are socialists or ultra progressives in office, as everyone on the days in that town hall was, you wind up with a tone deaf leadership that doesn't care and is too busy trying to find root causes as opposed to finding root criminals in our midst. And I think that common sense requires us to start standing up and pushing back on the criminality in our neighborhoods to start holding people and parents accountable because oftentimes these are 12, 13, 14-year-olds who are engaging in this behavior, such as the armed carjacking that is so rampant in the city of Chicago. My question is, what, what do you do when you're a conservative and you never voted for this? And you want to look at these people and say, we told you so. We told you not to do this. My county in Pennsylvania is this close to electing a socialist county executive. Oh, because that makes great sense. But we're outnumbered by lunacy. And so you get what you vote for. And so people move away. Of course. But it's not just Chicago. I have one more soundbite from that gentleman, but I want you to hear this. Michigan sheriff now warning residents in a wealthy majority Democrat voting county. Organized transnational gangs are breaking into exclusive homes and they're stealing money and jewelry and other high end items. What? Before we bounce to that, Alderman Lopez continues liberals say they're all about this stuff, but they don't care. They just don't. And this guy is a Democrat. Go. I think that we are seeing people vote with their feet. They are moving. They are leaving if they can. But we also have nearly two-thirds of our city who cannot do that, who must stay here. And they are the victims of the violence that we see so often, in particularly black and brown communities. And they have had enough because no one talks about them. They are often talked about for the progressive agenda, for the, for the extreme liberal agenda that says they care. But their policies, particularly when it comes to police reform and criminal justice reform, in my opinion, are very racist. Because oftentimes the victims of the most heinous crimes by the, mo- by the repeat offenders are those same black and brown residents that the white liberals claim to care about, but truly don't. White liberals. Interesting he should say that because you do know that I say the bane of the majority of the problems in this country are because of white college educated liberal women. <laughs> you guys vote for this. I don't like Donald Trump. Oh, I, but I love rampant lawlessness. I love that. I think that's great. How about this? Oakland County, Michigan Sheriff Michael Bouchard has warned Oakland County, Michigan residents that he's working with the FBI and Homeland Security now to combat the serious threat of violent transnational gangs. Transnational gangs. How do you guys think transnational gangs come to the United States? I'm going to go with bing, 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 bing through the southern border. Wow. Which is wide open because of what again? Bing, 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 bing. Joe Biden's awful policies, right? And we're shocked by this transnational gangs who are breaking into homes in exclusive areas and stealing millions of dollars in high-end items. And here's the scary part. You know the homes that they're picking? The ones that are kind of isolated, beautiful, which back out onto golf courses, maybe into a cornfield. Great way to bust into your house 
hold you and your family at gunpoint, maybe tie you up, ransack the place, put a gun to your wife's head until you give over the safe combination. Pistol whip you and then leave. Welcome to America under Joe Biden. I'm going to give you more of these specifics. And by the way, an amazing, amazing audio soundbite. A mashup is on deck for you guys. Do not miss this. And it's going to lead into our next segment on Jamal Bowman. Oh, my gosh. If you think that guy's goose isn't cooked, it's, it's going to be. Calls to expel him now. We're going to chew on all of this next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so let me get out to the Detroit news here. Look, this is, this is everybody's neighborhood. This isn't just Chicago. This isn't just some guy walking down the street and, oh, that's terrible. He got jumped by a couple of thugs. It's 78-year-old grandfathers. It's homeless people being attacked. It's the elderly. It's, it's the infirm. It doesn't matter. It's children. It's women. Criminals don't give a rip about who you are. They just want what they want. This is scary, though. Detroit News reporting the sheriff in this county in Michigan detailed at a press conference what officials have learned about the burglaries that have ravaged Michigan's second most populous county, resulting in what the sheriff Bouchard described as the loss of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise just from some individuals. He does not detail how many arrests have been made or other details authorities have compiled in connection with the incidents, but said there are specific threats and threads that officials are aware of. This is what he said. There are transnational gangs that are involved in this that come from South America looking to do burglaries and violate our communities, not just in Oakland County, Michigan, but all across America, he said. It's criminality at its organized crime best in terms of that's how it functions. These people work together and they're here for specific purposes. According to the sheriff, gang members have been cited from counties or countries, I should say, such as Chile, Colombia, Bolivia, Nicaragua, Peru, Guatemala, Honduras, and Venezuela. It's almost like what Donald Trump was saying. These, co- these countries are opening up their prisons and saying, you go on to America. We don't want to pay for you here anymore. Beat it. Go, go there. The border's open. Go terrorize them. We want you gone. And look at what has happened. Transnational gangs. Transnational gangs in the United States of America whose borders are wide open. And when people are caught doing disgusting, violent things, Democrats go soft on them. And then conversely, they want to come after you for being a law-abiding citizen who wants the ability to defend themselves. And you want to tell me that that is the winning recipe to be, to be reelected or to be elected in this country? Who's voting for this? How can anybody tell me that Donald Trump and Joe Biden in any poll of any worth are neck and neck in any capacity? Because at the very base, very basic values, safety. Safety. And Democrats fail everywhere they go. They suck. Period. 
And so coming up in the next segment, and I hope you stick around for hour number three, because this this Jamal Bowman story has taken such a preposterous, despicable, gross turn. This cat has put out talking points to his caucus on how they can make sure they can defend him. Pulling the fire alarm and stalling a congressional proceeding. What? And we're just supposed to believe that, I, you know what, I'm so embarrassed, he says. God, I'm so embarrassed. Who in their right mind, who was once a school principal, does not know what a fire alarm looks like? I want you to hear, though, as the media fall over themselves. It was an accident, they say. This was an accident. We need to move on. It's the Republicans' fault. This is your media today. So you see how these people are all in bed, right? Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your ears. Don't trust that you feel threatened. Don't see on the news the people getting mugged or killed. Their homes being invaded by transnational gangs. Right? No, the media says you've got it all wrong with this Jamal Bowman case. Listen. We've seen Republicans freak out over John Fetterman wearing shorts in the Senate. And this weekend, they freaked out over Jamal Bowman allegedly pulling a fire alarm to stop a vote on the continuing resolution bill. And of course, Republicans are going to jump on this because they're looking at the politics for it. Republicans are going to keep focusing on this. What do you say to Republicans who just jumped on this saying, oh, he should face an ethics investigation for creating a delay voting and be expelled? He released a statement yesterday. I want to read it for folks. Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. He issued an apology saying, I'm embarrassed that I admit that I activated the fire alarm mistakenly thinking it would open the door mistakenly thinking it would open the door mistakenly thinking it would open the door he was trying to get through a closed door he was trying to get to a vote and he thought that would help unlock the door the new york democrat says it was an accident which jamal bowman democratic congressman has denied he says it was an accident he had a statement saying that he pulled it by accident bowman said it was by accident the people who were completely silent about trump's 91 criminal indictments are ready to just lock the congressman up for pulling a fire alarm. People were comparing it to January 6th. Does, so does that mean that in a couple of weeks, Kevin McCarthy is going to be OK with it? Because he's OK with January 6th now. I just want to say that there's no comparison to January 6th and pulling a fire no. alarm. Let's just say that. Let's like, just say that. Full stop. Well, what do you think, Dana Bash, you hack? What do you think about the grandmas who walked into the Capitol on January 6th because the doors were open? And because the Capitol Police were saying, come on in. Was that an accident? Because I would say I had no idea. How should I possibly know that as I got, as I walked into the Capitol building that day, that I was being set up, that there were cameras everywhere to ensure that Nancy Pelosi's freaking daughter was there filming a quote unquote documentary, right? That was an accident. I had no idea. Go to jail. Sit down. But for Jamal Bowman to break the law, to create a sense of panic, to obstruct an official proceeding, it's the same charge. Except he's got the media running interference for him. So here's my question. Do you think Jamal Bowman calling Republicans Nazis is a really good defense in this situation because in the playbook of suck, this is rule number one. (laughs) The story is so beyond your imagination and I've got it all for you. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program minutes away.